Hi, it's Ellen DeGeneres. Welcome to my podcast. We're going to listen to some of the best moments from the show, and it's going to be hosted by four executive producers that I love. Happy listening. Thanks, Ellen. Uh, Ellen's not here. Uh, <laughs> welcome to episode three of Ellen on the Go. A lot of you have been calling it Andy and Friends. No, it, no. no one has. No one has but you. Oh. I'm Mary Connolly. I'm Ed Glavin. I'm Andy Lastner. Kevin Lehman. This is fun. We've been getting a lot of good feedback from oh, people. A lot of good feedback. Yeah, well, yeah. No, people. You know. My daughter. We're, we're the, <laughs> she said we're, she liked it. All right, so here's what we're going to talk about today. U.S. Open champion Naomi Osaka and Michael B. Jordan. Yep. We're going to talk about Heidi Klum basically ghosting Drake. Oh, it's unbelievable. Not basically. We're going to, on. We're going to talk about Kristen Bell. Yep. And we're going to talk about a young man named um, Seth Owen, who we'll talk about more when we get there. He's kind of my hero. Yeah. yeah. Andy, where do you want to start? By saying that you're my hero. Oh. <laughs> barf. So. That doesn't make me barf. feel bad at all. Barf. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the week. Yep. U.S. Open champ Naomi Holy. Osaka came here Holy two days after her unbelievable and eventful win. And it was eventful. That, that was, yeah, it yeah. was. It was really amazing. How did, because, that, how did that start, Mary? Well, it started with the world getting ready to watch that tennis match to see Serena Williams make history. Yes. That's that's the world was doing that. Mm -hmm. And then they also just talked about her opponent, that mm -hmm. she had to play someone in order to win mm -hmm. and capture this title. Nobody considering that the opponent she was playing, 20-year-old? 20-year-old. 20-year-old Naomi Osaka. Right. Who, when you had when beat you, her previously, yes. no one yes. report not reported at not, all, not really talked about. Uh, and she looked so small on the court, it's so small, it's so crazy. She looked like a like a little girl playing tennis, yes. And then on our stage, it was like, Oh, oh, she's a freaking badass woman, she's a she's a professional athlete. So it's Ed Glavin's birthday, September 8th, on uh, September 8th. We're watching this match. I'm watching it. I text Ellen and go, just so you know, the match is on. She goes, I've recorded it. I'm watching it later. Andy texts me during the match, like, this is quite a match. The match ends. Ed was surfing. Ed was surfing. <laughs> you know, all the stuff goes on uh, in the match, which I can't wait to talk to Serena Williams about when she's here because it deserves to be talked about. So the match ends, and we get an email immediately from our booking department going, do we want Naomi Osaka? And we all go, yes, 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 six we want her. Six people on the text? Seven? Six people. Yeah. Six, five want them. Ed goes, wait, what? Serena lost? <laughs> that hurt my feelings. Ed had not seen the match. And Ed, having not seen the match, had never heard of Naomi Osaka, was like, well, why do we want her? No, we're not interested in her. <laughs> I don't know that we're interested in her. And we all went, Ed... Get out of the water, take off your wetsuit, and check this out because you're definitely going to want her. So we then have to wait until Ellen sees the match because we know she's recorded it and we don't want to spoil the ending. So we have to wait till she's seen the match, and then we go, do you want Naomi? And she's like, yes, 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 I can't wait. And she won on Saturday, and she was in the chair with us on Tuesday. So Naomi, if you saw her post-game interviews, if you saw everything, she's very reserved, very kind of closed down. And she, she came out, and she sat down with Ellen, which she has then told us was a dream come true of hers to be on Ellen. And Ellen just loved on her. And Ellen just, just chipped away and got her to open up, and we learned that she had a crush. 
First of all, uh, uh, congratulations. Uh, you are the champion, U.S. Open champ. How's that sound to you? Um, it sounds really good. Sounds good? Something you dreamed of? Um, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, but it's so weird. Like, you're a real person. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Usually I send a hologram in, but today I wanted <laughs> to be here for you. Um, so I watched the match. How many people saw the match with Serena that she's... Okay. It was an incredible match, and you were playing so well. I mean, you clearly, you deserved to win. You were amazing. And uh, so did you think you had a chance of beating her at, at the finals? Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't play a match without thinking I had a chance. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the back of my mind, I thought so. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. There was some controversy that happened on the court. Did you notice that? Notice you didn't that. see that? All right. Well, I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. So Serena got some calls. Um, so when that was happening, when all that was going on, that must have been, was that distracting for you? Were you just, I mean, because what were you feeling during those moments? When, like, when you're little, you're taught not to look at, like, if your opponent gets angry or anything, mm -hmm. you're told to, like, just look, like, turn around and try to focus. So I tried to do that, but in my mind, I was sort of, like, I really wanted to know what was going on. You didn't know what was going on? No. Because you couldn't hear. Yeah, I couldn't hear, and I was looking away. Mm -hmm. But um, I heard a lot of people in the crowd making noises, and I really wanted to turn around, but I didn't. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you're awesome. I mean, you're just, you're, you're amazing. And uh, I have questions because people know that you're a great tennis player, so I want to know your favorite color. Black. Black, all right. I, I should have known that. Um, favorite TV show? Uh, right now, The Office. The Office? Yeah. You're catching up on The Office? <laughs> All right. What season are you in? I'm on season seven. Okay, good. Um, and uh, favorite singer? Uh, singer Beyonce. Beyonce. Um, uh, celebrity crush? Uh, uh, uh. Come on, you can make it happen. You're very famous now. No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, I don't know his name, but he was in Black Panther, but he was the villain. Oh, Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> Do you want me to text him right now? No. I will. <laughs> Seriously, someone get my phone. I'm going to text my, Michael, and I'm going to tell him that he should meet you. No. <laughs> I'm OK. Thank All right. You. Well, I'm just trying to help. It's OK. All right. Um, so you won the title, which is the, the, huge. You won $3.8 million. And um, after you give me my cut, um, <laughs> when I introduce you to Michael, um, <laughs> What, uh, what will you do with the money? Do you have a car? No. Buy a car. Do, buy, don't you want to buy yourself something? I would rather buy my parents something. I don't oh, well, that's the right answer. Yes. <laughs> what, what are you going to buy them? A house? Um, I'm going to buy them a TV so they can watch your show. They don't watch my show now? I mean, I'm going to buy them a really big TV. So I see. I see. <laughs> I'll give them a, I'll give them a, a, a 4K Roku TV. You, <laughs> I have a 65-inch backstage for you. Let me have my phone, Andy. We're, we're getting you. I'm getting you Michael B. Jordan, and we're getting you a TV. <laughs> yeah. You take a picture of you so I can make sure. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, we'll take a selfie. All right. Sit here with you. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. 
Let's just see what he says. I'm not gonna, I'm not committing. I'm just saying, hey, we'll see what he says. He's, no. gonna, he's gonna like, who's that hottie with you? No, you know? he's not. Yeah, or he may already know. Uh, Let's see what he says. You're stressing me out. I'm too young to be stressed out like this. <laughs> you're too young to even get stressed. There's nothing, you, you like, like the world is your oyster right now. You're, you're in such a good, you've got a brand new TV. Now you don't have to spend any money. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, you're adorable, and thank you for being here, and congratulations. You're amazing. All right. Are you guys still talking about sports? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that she has a celebrity crush but didn't remember his name. Yeah. Right. She's like the villain from Black Panther. Yeah. Yes. And, and the entire like, audience screamed, yes, Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan. Jordan. It was so cute. And she, oh, I mean, it was like a mother-daughter, like the way Ellen couldn't not tease her about the celebrity crush and then instantly texted Michael B. Jordan and said from the show yes yeah. took a selfie with her sent a picture that was real that was real it, was it all real happened that ellen asked for her phone during a commercial break they brought her phone out to her she took a selfie and she texted michael b jordan ellen by the way also adores michael b jordan yes and after the taping michael b jordan responds and, and ellen a... shows the entire audience the response from michael which b. was jordan. a video which was a video right well, there was a photo and there was a video yeah yep. Here's the response he sent. Hey, Naomi, it's uh, it's Michael B. I just wanted to say congratulations. Uh, Ellen hit me up and told me she was having you on the show, so I wanted to send my love and support and just and just say congratulations. It's a big moment for you. Um, and the way you, you carry yourself with such humility and grace, it's, it's really amazing to see. You're setting an amazing example for the kids and little boys and girls that are looking up to you. So continue to work hard. A lot of times, you know, you're on this journey and a lot of people, they don't see the process. They just see the end results and just know that, you know, all the hard work, the blood, sweat and tears that you put into the sport, that you put into your journey, people are finally being able to see. And that's a and that's a big I mean, I'd be that guy with the shades on. And that's a big thing to be proud of. So I just wanted to say, yeah, again, congratulations. And uh, yeah, Ellen, you the best. Love you. Mwah. And uh, keep being great. Everybody's watching now. All right, me too. Set up, talk um, about Heidi Klum and Drake. Uh, so Heidi Klum was here this week. Um, the last time she was here, she was single. And so we played uh, Who'd You Rather, which is a little game Ellen plays where she narrows down a bunch of celebrities and forces our guests to pick someone she would um, date. So you put up two celebrities on the screen. She picks one. Right. That one slides over. You add a new one. She picks one. That exactly. one slides over. You add a new one. Like Last time. Times. And so when Heidi played, it came down to Joaquin Phoenix yep. uh, and Drake. Right. And Joaquin, because she asked us to put Joaquin in. Yeah. She had a crush on Joaquin. Also, she picked Drake like 10 times. Yeah. Uh, and she ended up picking Joaquin at the last minute, having uh, picked Drake all along until that point. So that made her happy. She comes back, this appearance. A year later. She's now dating someone from Tokyo Rose or no, a band. No, nobody. Not, they're, not they're, the name. They're, a, they're not, a band called Tokyo Hotel. Not Tokyo the name Hotel. Um, and so we said, uh, congratulations on your new relationship. By the way, the last time you were here, we played this game. And uh, did you ever hear from Joaquin Phoenix? And she said she did not. However, Drake 
texted her. That's Great. amazing. Let's take a listen. Last time you were here, you played Who'd You Rather. We were giving oh you, because you were single yes. at the time. Yes. And so, which I think I'm responsible for this guy you're with, because people are like, oh my God, you Heidi's You put it single. out into the universe. I know, so thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you put it out into the universe. Yes. I really did. And that was a day when actually I didn't want to go out at all because I was working and I came home at night and it was my friend's birthday and he said, please come. So I got ready again and I put my heels on and I went to the birthday party and there he was. It was amazing. So anyone, the day when you don't want to go out, that's when you have to go, go out. out. Because yeah. that's what happened to me. Yeah. It really did. Wow. Yeah. I was wondering how you met. So you met at a party. Yeah, at a birthday party. From and it was immediate when you met him at the party you knew? Yeah, it was to the point so bad that I couldn't even look at him. You know when you're like immediately attracted to someone that you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't look at him. So right. I had to sit next to him instead of across because then I would have had to look at him the whole time. So yeah, it was, oh, that's it was, cute. Like, it was like an immediate, zzz, 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 you know, when that, when that eye thing is happening and it's like you get yeah. all like warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. yeah, it was like that. Oh, that's great. So so we played Who You Rather. He was not in there because we didn't know no. him. Um, but I you, didn't know him either. But you picked uh, Joaquin. And Drake, first of all, you were with Drake the entire time. Then you switched all of a sudden at yeah. the last minute to Joaquin. I mean, because then you put Joaquin into the mix. And I was like, hmm, I like Joaquin Phoenix, too. Who called you out of those oh two? Oh, my gosh. Drake, he did. He Drake called me. you. <laughs> he did. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, Drake. Uh, yeah. As soon as you lose, you know what I mean? He was basically like a week too late, yeah. Where he called like a week after it aired? I don't remember when it was. And I didn't even have his number or he didn't have my number. How did he, how he well. find you? Because someone who I know knows him and I guess he asked to have my number and then he texted me and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. But then I, you know, I never texted him back because I found the love of my life. Wait, wait, he texted you and you didn't even respond? No. <laughs> Right, first you don't buy your own laundry detergent. <laughs> now you don't even text Drake back when he reaches out to date you? Like, what do you say? You like, say, do you want to go out? And I'm like, no, what do you just better not to say anything. Did he say, do you want to go out? He probably just said, hey, what's up, right? Stop it rather right there. Really? Yeah. All right, well, let's, but still. I'm embarrassed about it. Yeah, well, you, you need to text him back and say, sorry, uh, you know. Where's the camera? Where's your, Drake, I'm sorry I didn't text you back. Yeah. But, yeah. You're cool. Yeah. <laughs> I still love your music. Yeah. I still love your music. I'd probably come to the concerts very soon. Yeah. 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 Well, you're not going to be able to get in. No, I buy, it's gonna... fine. I'm, it's fine. I'll buy a ticket. Yeah. You know, I don't need to. Wait, I heard that you, what's his name, your boyfriend? Tom. Tom. I heard y'all are either secretly married or engaged or, or something. No, we're not secretly anything. I mean, we met, that was now six and a half months February ago. February 22nd. Yeah, and I, I love him very much. He, um, he's German too. Maybe that was always the link that was missing. Yes, you needed a German. I needed a German. Yeah. I think, yeah, we have the same roots and the same upbringing and the same understanding. Or maybe it's the first man that actually understands what I'm talking about. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, yeah, it's working really well. That's really good. So, but you're not, you're not married or anything no. or engaged, but, no. you, but you might be. Maybe. Right. All right. <laughs> but in the future, look, I'm no authority on men, but what I think is you should text a guy back when they text you and say something. I'm not good with these kind of things. I have to learn. You need to yeah. write a book about this kind of stuff. I'm not good with this texting stuff in any case or this texting etiquette. Like, no. some people wait a certain amount of days until I call you back, text you back. I don't know. I just didn't oh, do it Oh, you at all. Germans. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to teach you a lesson. That's, okay. that's, 
That's why you're here today. Okay. <laughs> Drake, come on out. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. First of all, Drake watched the show. First of all, Drake, yeah. Yeah. First of all, he's In- a big fan incredible. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> big fan. Big fan. I wonder if he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Kristen Bell for a second, the woman who I adore so much I can't quite take it? Yes. She's just absolutely amazing. Yes, please, Mary. She's become a friend of Ellen's. She's become a friend of ours. And she also hosts a show for us called Momsplaining for season two that just premiered. Kristen Bell and Melissa McCarthy talking about being moms. Well, here's the thing. They're both, you know, both being moms and both being honest about, you know, look, I have three kids. I love my kids. There might have been a brief period of time uh, when they were like three, five, and six where I was uh, wondered what the hell I got into. <laughs> and uh, and Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Bell are so funny talking about the job of being a mom. It's fantastic. You're a mom of two. I am a mom of and two. And I know that because I know your children. Yes, you do. Do you remember where you conceived your children? First one? Let's say it at the same time. Okay. 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 One. Two, three, a, a lazy house. river, Six Flags, Gurney, Illinois. Whoa. The lazy river. I wanted my kids to be strong swimmers. So I thought, this is the moment. Have you ever pretended to sleep so that Ben would have to get up with the kids? No. You're just saying no, but you did, your face did like a... I've done it a lot. <sighs> when they were really little, I think it was always a thing of like, it was a sleep off where you're like, I'm I'm more asleep than you are. Yeah. And you just really go frozen. You're like. Yeah. And then you'd be listening for the other one's breath. And you're like, that's not a sleeping breath pattern. We've gotten to the point where now we, it's like almost like a scoreboard and we'll just, he'll just punch me and tell me to get out of the bed or I'll just punch him <laughs> and tell him. Since whoever punches first Yeah, wins? pretty much, yeah. Oh, I can yeah. try that. Having two daughters, especially that are as self-assured as your daughters, what's the worst thing they've ever said to you? I recently got rid of all the slime in the house. They make their own slime. Oh. And we got rid of it all. And then Vivi, who is the oldest one, as you know, was like, at right but right before she was like, I tucked her in, she was going to bed, and said, is everything okay? She goes, I just thought, I just thought that was really harsh today. I thought it was too harsh. And then Georgie, like, like something out of a horror movie was just beside me. She's like, <laughs> then I realized their last thought for the night was yeah. like, that I was like, you know, then gonna get on my broom and fly down the hallway. I was like, oh, they'll fix it in therapy. <laughs> my um, youngest daughter is um, also very self-assured and, and feral. And she <laughs> will often come up to me and uh, with just a clenched fist, which is holding what I can only assume an invisible knife. It and just seems say, like the right hand grip. I don't like you. And then just walk away. Does she have a big neck tattoo? I mean, one day she'll kill me in my sleep, but I, we're not there yet, so I'm not worried about it. We're not, guys, that's a good 10 years away. Um, what's the proudest moment you've ever had as a mom? I think just seeing that that they really are, they're confident about themselves and like they're, they seem, they seem really solid in their shoes. There's yeah. not a, there's not a need to be like, I must be with the group. They're not lemmings. No. And Georgie is particularly self-assured because I remember you told me a story about you were at a restaurant once and she was preoccupied with the concept of death. Vivian, my old, oldest one, things like that she doesn't want to talk yeah. about. And Georgie's just like, we're all going to die. 
we're all gonna die. And so we were in there and she's like, you're gonna die. Vivi's like, no, no, don't talk about it. She's like, you're gonna die, you're gonna die. And then she pointed at the poor waitress and goes, she's definitely gonna die. <laughs> We have a grandparent that is passing away right now, and my five-year-old said to me, when, when Papa dies, do I need to bring my gardening tools? Because I have a shovel. And she said, where do we do it? Like, on the side of the house? She literally was like, so I guess we do it? Ready to dig her grandfather's grave. I was, I was... She wasn't upset and just like, okay, this happens. It means, like, you must have talked to her. Like, we talk a lot about death, but uh, she apparently just goes right to, well, let's get through it together. Or she just loves to bury stuff. Kristen Bell came to do the show the other day to promote season two of Mom's Planning, mm-hmm. and Ed and I went into the dressing room to say hi to her. Correct. What happened, Ed? Well, Mary, she was not in the dressing room. No. Uh, the, the bathroom door to the dressing room was ajar, right. and her team was in there, and we said, hey, where's Kristen? And they said, um, she's in the bathroom. She pees with the door open. <laughs> and <laughs> so she pees with the door open with her team, not necessarily with Ed and I, and so Ed and I turn as we said, quickly we'll, we'll, as possible we'll, go. We'll, we'll step to, out. to get out of the room as fast as possible. We do everything we can get, do to get out of the room as quickly as possible. And her team's like, no, it's okay, fine. She'll be and out from in a the ba- And from the bathroom, it. we hear Kristen Bell going, hi, guys. <laughs> Literally peeing. And Kristen arrives at the door of the bathroom to greet us with the biggest Kristen Bell smile on her face. Her Still so closing much. her pants. Maybe just zipping up her pants a little bit. I just adore I mean, her. come on. And that's her. She's like the realest person. Like, that's her. And and then Ed and I are like, oh, we're the only ones uncomfortable with this. We ought to get with the program and get comfortable, I guess. I guess. Still yeah. not quite. Now, Kev. Darling. Didn't you last year, or I'm sorry, didn't you la- in last week's podcast ask us to think of something particularly stupid that we had done while working for the show? Oh, yeah. We talked about the worst things we've ever done. Yeah. Right, I, have a, I have a tougher assignment for us this yes. week. <laughs> um, think of something really smart, a really smart decision you made mm. while on this show. I actually remember something Mary pitched season one, probably our like third production meeting. Remember we used to meet on Fridays? Yeah, too. It was one of those. Mary had noticed that the people were dancing in the audience that we did not ask them to do as we uh, were loading the house and playing music before Ellen came out. Mm-hmm. And Mary Conley pitched we should roll on that and edit together the best dancers. And audience dancing was born wow. out of Mary Conley's brain, and we used that still. That is a, I, a long-running great idea. I have absolutely... No recollection of that. Really? But you'll take the credit. Yes, of course I'll take the credit. Here's a smart decision. I don't know that I have an overall smart decision, but I make a small smart... Thank you, Kevin. Uh, I make a small smart decision multiple times every show, and that is during the shows, during the commercials, Mary and I go up and talk to Ellen. If a segment goes really, really well, and you can tell Ellen's happy with it, I charge right up and uh, beat Mary to it, so I take the credit. <laughs> I, I, see, I see where you're going Here's the this. other smart decision I make. When a segment doesn't go well, <laughs> and we don't put up the pictures in time, or something doesn't go right that Ellen wanted to happen in the show, and you can tell she's not as happy with the segment as she could have been, I always let Mary go up first. <laughs> <laughs> and, by- and talk to Ellen, and then I go off to the side, and then... Um, and that's been a decision that's really served me well on, on a daily basis. Uh, Ed, 
Have, do you have a smart decision you're proud of? I'm going to be honest with you, Kev. I think the smartest decision that I ever made on this show was realizing that I was not going to be the smartest person in the room, so I should at least be the first person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He does. He gets and, your, and, Ed gets your no jokes yes. at 30 every morning. Yes. And Ed is here early. Yeah. I would disagree with that. I think um, like Ed was the leader in getting us on social media at the beginning. That's Absolutely. True. He has a lot of That's foresight true. in what's coming down the road and make That's sure true. that we're ahead of it. To me, the smartest decision I made was when I was uh, hired on to be the executive producer of this show, everyone said, that's great. You just do that job. You do that job alone. You have that job. And I knew that this operation was going to need a team. And I know that I work best with a team. And I know that this show is better because it's Ed, Mary, Andy, and Kevin making the decisions. Yeah, I think you guys not only built our team wonderfully, but like you built a whole staff yeah. with very smart people we want to be around every day, people we like coming in to see. And you know what also is very, very smart? What? Speaking of hiring people. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know going where you're going. to ZipRecruiter.com slash Ellen to hire oh. the right person. Yes. Oh, absolutely, because yes. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Andy, how's it rated by, by employers? This is crazy. ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Wow. Ed, where does the rating come from? I think probably hiring sites like Trustpilot. Uh, um, you know, thousands of reviews would be my guess. Wow. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply for you. So you get qualified candidates ASAP. Right. And if right now our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. There's an exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash Ellen. That's ziprecruiter.com slash Ellen. Give it to me one more time, Air Bear. Ziprecruiter.com slash Ellen. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Some of my favorite stuff that we do on the show is the is the regular people. Is oh, the yeah. what we call what we call the the human interest. I just yeah. when we first started doing this show all those years ago, we 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 almost never did um, meaningful human interest. It was a comedy show. What Ellen wanted was a pile of comedy. Um, when did that change? It changed after Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. We did Hurricane season Katrina, two. and she was so moved by the by the damage done to... It was our second season, I believe. ...done to New Orleans, and by the lack of response, uh, by what, you know, what she perceived the lack of response by the government, that we then tried to help people from New Orleans. Yeah. And ever since then, she's just, it's become, it, it's made the show more meaningful to Ellen, which has made the show more meaningful to us. And it's also just made it much more impactful. Why don't you tell everybody about Seth Owen? So Seth Owen is this young man who is on the show this week. He came out to his parents and the first thing they did was they put him in conversion therapy. And when that didn't work, uh, he, he, continued to express his feelings to his parents and even said that he wanted to stop going to their church, at which point they kind of disowned him. Um, and he was couch surfing with friends and he somehow still managed to become the valedictorian of his, of his high school graduating class. And he applied to Georgetown and got accepted to Georgetown, but couldn't really afford to go to Georgetown, what with his family having disowned him. And uh, so, so some people around him, some people close to him, started a GoFundMe page, which raised $140,000 in his name for his expenses. And now he wants to pay that forward and make, and make uh, college possible for other young LGBTQ youth who are going through what he goes through. He's really amazing. 
You were the valedictorian of your senior class. Now you're a freshman at Georgetown, and you're an amazing young man. I, I can't believe your story. And uh, so, what? Uh, it, it's never easy for any anyone to come out to their parents. That is a really difficult thing to do, but especially hard for yours, right? It, it was um, about the valedictorian part. I have to give you all the credit for that. Um, when I was writing my papers at 2 a.m., I often had to look up your videos for inspiration. And you just... Thank you. There were so many times. There were so many times that you really pulled me through, so I do appreciate that. I'm glad I could do that. Thank you so much. But as far as coming out, um, in my sophomore year of high school, my dad went through my phone and found out that I was gay and uh, sent me to conversion therapy. How did he find out? Um, he just... I was writing a paper one night, and he started searching through my phone and saw a picture of me with my first boyfriend at the time, and, um, gay. And, and so that's how he found out you're gay, and then what happened? Um, so they, they sent me to conversion therapy, and then after a few months, that ended. The dangerous part about that is, as a patient, I believed this healthcare professional was doing what was best for me, and I didn't see any progress, so it's very depressing. Um, but then I went on, and in my senior year of high school, they got a new pastor who was preaching some messages at church that I didn't agree with, and I asked to go to a different church, and they said that I would either have to go with them or, or move out. And so I decided that day that I had to move out. And um, after that, I was just couch surfing with friends for a while, and then I moved in with my best friend's family. And How long ago was that? Uh, this was the beginning of this year. Okay, so you've and had no contact with them since? No, I've, I've stayed in contact with them because at the end of the day, they're still my parents. So good for you. It's, wow. Um, it's, it's very Yeah, difficult. good for you. Um, okay, so, but you're not home. Where are you staying? I'm actually staying with, I call them Madre, Padre, and then all of their kids, so I'm staying with my best friend's family over the summer. But for a while, you were just staying on different people's couches? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yes. okay. So now you're in Georgetown on, and a, a freshman. How is that going in college? It, it feels like it's been three months, but it's only been two weeks. It's amazing. I absolutely love it. I would not want to be anywhere else but Georgetown. Um, the staff is so supportive. That's um, great. I, a residential minister actually lives on my floor. As a Jesuit uni university, they have residential ministers. And she you know, told me that I'm here, that she was there to support me. And as someone who's been through something um, like this with religion, it meant the world to me to hear from a spiritual advisor that yeah. they have my back. Because that's what religion should do. It should comfort Absolutely. you and support you for being the person that you are. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, well, good for you. I'm glad. All right. So, how, how did this GoFundMe page, uh, how did that get started? So, when Georgetown, um, gave me my financial aid package. It was based on my parents' income. So there was about a $20,000 gap. Um, and I went to a teacher, and she was like, I would love to co-sign for you, but she said, I'm still paying my student loans. I can't. So she said, I'm going to start a GoFundMe. And she did, and the goal was to raise $20,000. And I was blown away when it hit $2,000. I mean, I was just so surprised that people would actually put their money in and, and support me. And has it reached? It's more than $2,000 now. It closed off at $141,000. Yeah. So that should help. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and, but here's the amazing thing. You want to do something special with the leftover money. Tell people what you're going to do. Absolutely. I, so whenever I graduate, um, I'd like to take the remaining money and donate it to um, starting a scholarship for people in similar situations.
So, we're partnering again this year with Cheerios to encourage uh, one million acts of good, and they're inspired by young people like you. They're going to help you start your scholarship with this check for $25,000. Oh, my God. There's no way. Yep. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Since our podcast has begun, it's really taken Twitter by storm, apparently. Oh, yeah. And we have some questions. I heard we have over two questions. We have submitted over two from Twitter. Kevin listeners. Lehman has uh, has has been going through Twitter, and he found two questions. Over two so questions. Over two. Over two. Which means Possibly. less than four. Wow. Yes. Amazing. Thanks for that overwhelming response. Kevin doesn't go through Twitter, but anyway. He's more of an Instagram man. He's an Instagram man. Go ahead. So we got a question on Twitter from someone named Susan who wants to know who we'd like to have on the show we've never had before. What's your answer, Kev? Oh, gosh. Hmm. I don't know. You answer first and I'll Okay. Uh, Ed and I can answer at the same time because I believe we have the same person. One, two, three. Bruce Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. Oh, cool. Who is that? (laughs) (laughs) That is so hurtful. It's very hurtful. No, no, no. It is that amazing awesome. that he hasn't been here. I know here him from Broadway. He's been here. <laughs> oh, my God. He's been here. His wife performed, correct? And yeah. He was, he, he, was, was in the, he was in the audio booth when she was performing. He yeah. was yeah. here. He was here, and it was uh, the date that he was. I don't remember the year, but the date that he was here was September 23rd, which yeah. is his birthday. It's also my son's birthday. Uh, I, I was in the studio for the rehearsal of that show, and at the end of Patty's rehearsal, it was for Rumble Doll, by the way, uh, at the end of that rehearsal, we crossed down to the studio floor. Sean, my son, was five or six. He wanted to meet Bruce mainly because I really wanted him to meet Bruce. And Bruce could not have been sweeter. Is it possible that in the delivery room, when your dear wife, Debbie, was giving birth to your child, mm-hmm. you tried to change the name, the predetermined name of your child? I I did. I asked us to name him <laughs> Bruce instead of Sean. That is true. But here's That's why. Hilarious. Here's why. Bruce Springsteen is is he's so cool. He's so inspiring to me. He's a guy that like I you know I I I started following him when I was in high school, and you know your idols can disappoint you. Yeah. You know your idols can really really disappoint you. And as you get older, more and more of your idols can disappoint you. Bruce has never disappointed me. Yep. And I've uh, he's actually he's disappointed me once, and that's by not appearing on the Ellen Show. <laughs> uh, no, it is. I you know I grew up in that generation and. Bruce Springsteen somehow passed me by, but I know people are very enthusiastic he, about it. It's him. like going to a revival meeting to yeah. go to his, one of his concerts, and he's always on the right side of social justice, and he always uses his platform for good. And uh, and he has rugged good looks. And he the, has reason rugged I'm, good looks. the reason I'm smiling is this is literally what Kevin would say about the uh, Britney Spears and her show in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. We should just know that Kevin well, has been to her show how many times? Just five. Well, that's a lot of times. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of times. And different every time. Do you feel like fantastic. it's a revival? Oh, she's like reinvented herself. It's like the best thing that's ever happened. There you go. I'm lucky enough where I think everyone I would like to meet I've had on the show. Like my number one, was. I think the only person I ever asked for a picture with was Betty White. She reminds me of my grandma. She's so freaking funny to oh, me. I love, I love her like love of animals. And we had her here, and I absolutely love her. I would say a highlight for me was Barack Obama. That yeah, was I would say that, that was, was really cool. I would say, and I would he was so cool and down to earth, and yeah. that was really, yeah, that he was, really, he was really amazing. Cool. I I was able to say to him that one of my daughters was in the audience and skipped school to be able to be in the same room with him, and he goes, "Ah, oh, aren't daughters the best?" And I said, "Yeah, daughters oh, are sweet. the best." Our job is kind of ridiculous when you think when you step back for a second. 
it's ridiculous what we do for a living and the fact that we get to meet all these people or have the opportunity to meet all these people that um, we've come to love, whether it be sports people, politicians, celebrities, actors. So subscribe today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us right now. Thank you so much for listening to Ellen on the go. And don't forget to watch Ellen weekdays for even more Ellen fun. Thank you so much for listening. To what, Andy? Andy and friends. Somebody,